Welcome to Tur to Turban to Succeed. Goodness, I can't even say the name today. Um, I'm your host, Don Malarney, and you may also know me as the Unique Connector. So I'm kicking it off today. Did you know there's close to 200 kids in Dane County that are looking for a big brother or a big sister? So I'm really excited to have Tracy on here today to kind of help educate our listeners on the whole program and to how to help these 200 children. So thank you, Tracy, for joining me today. Well, Dawn, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this because technically this is our first time meeting. <laughs> Which is crazy <laughs> to think, but yes, I'm, is. this is where it's going to be fun today. So thank I you know, I know. Yeah. LinkedIn is amazing. So I've just, is. I was telling Dawn, I've seen her everywhere and I'm like, who is she? What are these events that she's doing? Cause they seem so successful and I just had to reach out. So Oh, well, thank you for reaching out. And this is where yeah. too, I'm coming out of my shell that I've been kind of in hiding for a while, but mm -hmm. navigating life. So I'm excited to have you on to have a conversation to learn more about you, but also to like big brothers, big sisters, tell us more and how you even yeah. got into this role. So sure. Learn more. Yeah. So I'm the community outreach and volunteer manager at big brothers, big sisters. So I've been in the role for about eight months now. And so really it's, it's a recruitment role and we're structuring it. You know, we're going to take the first year and just kind of see what works, what, what doesn't. Right. So I'm at tons of events. I'm at galas. I'm at tabling events. Um, I have meetings and we just kind of want to see how we can get the word out. Because as you mentioned at the beginning, we have close to 200 kids currently on our wait list. A lot of that wait list came from COVID. Okay. Um, and then just not having someone, they did have someone prior to me in the position, but really not having someone after that, like really focused on recruitment. And so that's just really my role is just to get our message out there um, because some people may not be ready to be a big right now and that's okay, but you might know someone. Um, and then, you know, later on in life, you might not right now, but maybe a couple of years from now when things change, you can mentor a child. So um, yeah, so it's, it's been very busy. So if you haven't seen me out, you will, because <laughs> yeah, I'm everywhere. Well, I love it. And this is where I think it's, it's fun for me to learn more about it, even though, you know, yeah. we've always heard of it, but I want to learn yeah. more of like, kind of pick the brain of you of like, so what is kind of a commitment for somebody that wants to be a big brother or big sister? Like, tell me more of the process and, and kind of really what they're signing up for. Sure. Okay. I love that because you're right. I think a lot of people know the name, right? Uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters has a great reputation, but do people really know what the program's about? So it is a one-year commitment. Um, and we ask, you know, the qualifications, 18 years and older, reliable car, driver's license, auto insurance, uh, being able to pass a background check. And uh, really, it's just spending quality time with a child. And that's really, truly what it is. So when people come up to me at different events and they say, well, okay, well, what does it look like to be a mentor? Like, what is that about? And I say, you know what? It's the things that you're doing right now, but you're just doing it with a kid. You're doing it with a little. So you're doing all the things that you love to do, um, which could be hiking, um, canoeing. Um, it could be going to like a baseball game, a badger game. Uh, but you're doing it with a little, you're spending some quality time. Um, it's two to four times a month, anywhere between one to three hours. I do like to, you know, paint that picture. Like, look, it's probably going to be, it's, it's going to depend on the activity that you do, but it's probably going to be like once a week, you know, that you're going to be hanging out with your little. Um, and I, I think that, uh, 
you know, a lot of people that I've met right away, time commitment is the biggest hurdle. It's like, I don't know if I have the time. I've met so many bigs in my current position right now that are just, they are very busy. And, you know, the thing that they tell me, it's like any relationship, you know, it just eventually, it just becomes a part of your life. And that's just as simple as that. And I love hearing the stories of, um, you know, the little has grown up to be an adult and they're getting married and they're still in touch or they travel out of the country together um, or they're helping them purchase their first home. Like it just really makes a difference when you have a mentor. Oh, well, I love that so much. And I think, you know, even myself, I'm like, there's so many organizations and things. And I yeah. feel like sometimes I've had my blinders on where it's like, I kind of yeah. know some, but I don't know enough. And how can I really help? Um, you know, when you say it like one time per week, so I'm assuming that's probably after school, probably. Yeah. I mean, yes. So we do. So this is the community-based program and we okay. create new matches ages six to 13. Um, so bigs who are called adults, they're adults, they're bigs, and then children who are littles. So creating matches ages six to 13, but the they can stay in the program until the age of 18 and then they graduate, which we will be having graduation soon. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much, it really depends on the activity that you're doing, but I would just say roughly once a week, obviously like you know, people worry about, well, what if we're going on vacation or what if we, you know, as long as you have a consistent, you know, relationship with the child. So, you know, things come up, things happen. Um, we also have big couple and big family. So um, a lot of people don't know that either. Uh, so that is about 10% of the matches that we make. So if the whole family wants to get involved, the whole family can actually get involved and be a big, so. Ooh, okay. So yeah. I'm, that's where I'm like, it's kind of an extension of their family. I kind of think of it as an envisioning yeah. it or yeah. even like maybe on the weekend or maybe yes. it is like after school or, or, like, or how, you know, where yeah. you're kind of you, adding them. To you come over, uh, there's one big, you know, him and his little, have, they love playing video games together. They have that in common. So he comes over and plays video games. Um, you know, he said one time he came over, it was a Sunday and it was his birthday. So they made breakfast together. You know, it's little things like that, that you're doing that just makes such a difference. Um, so, yeah, I and I and I think it's true. Like, I think a lot of times there are so many organizations and so many uh, places to be a part of and to help. I think when I tell people there's close to 200 kids being on the wait list, I know like most people don't know that. And they're just genuinely shocked and like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's crazy. That fact that you gave me, I was like, holy cow, that's a lot, I know. you know, yeah, it, just, it is that motherly and, part of mine. I'm like, oh. And I would say the wait list um, is mostly of kids of color. Um, okay. So I will say that. And kids are waiting about 180 days to be matched. And so um, that's just something to keep in mind too. And when I first started uh, eight months ago, kids were waiting almost, were they waiting like a year? So, I mean, that's gotten better. Um, but yeah, it just would make me so sad when I'd go on presentations and I cry sometimes. Cause I'm like, can you, cause I just take myself back to being a kid. Yeah. And you know, as a child, it, you're so sensitive and you just, you feel unwanted so easily. And so just to think, gosh, you know, like some of these kids age out and they don't, you know, they'll wait a couple of years and they never get a mentor. So hmm. it's sad. Well, 
It's sad. And this is where too, you know, I would love to kind of learn more because I know you said eight months it's been. So, you know, kind of what even brought you to where you are working with yeah. brothers and big sisters and how you decided to even transition to that. Well, it's been a journey. I'll tell you, um, my career path has been interesting. I've had a career for uh, the past 20 years and it's like, I've never really known what I've wanted to do, you know, never knew what I wanted to do. I went to uh, school at Columbia college. I lived in Chicago for many years, thought I wanted to be an actress. Um, I worked in production. Then I, I moved and I got into uh, hotel sales. Uh, then I got into media. Um, I sold radio and then I was on air for a couple years and all those things, you know, it's just funny how the universe works and how God works, because I truly believe like all those times where I was like, you know, I have a work ethic, I work hard and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, I just didn't feel aligned. And I was always searching throughout all those years. I was like, what am I meant to do? I'm just not completely happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the last, well, like I said, the universe and God know know what he's doing because I think all those things leads you to where you are in my current role. So it's just kind of like the presenting since I present, there's my media background right there or like the events that I used to do. Well, I do a lot of events, you know, currently where I am now. So to recruit, it's just everything kind of all makes sense. And the community outreach, I've been in Madison for 10 years. So it's like, of course I would be in the community. So, um, I was at a previous position and I was working with a freelancer and I didn't realize him and I knew each other. I knew his wife. And so we started working together. Um, and then I was leaving the position and he knew I was leaving. And he, he said, Hey, Tracy's leaving. You might want to give her a call. Um, and she did. It's Sandy Morales, CEO yeah, of Big Brothers Sandy. Big Sisters. Everybody loves Sandy in the community. Yep. And, um, you know, Sandy and I, when I first moved to Madison, she was one of the first people that was like, let me take you out. Madison's fun. Uh, we, she took me to Dane Dances. And then over the years, we kind of lost touch. And then when that happened, she reached out. She mentioned there was a community outreach role available and I interviewed and to be honest, I didn't truly know what I was getting into. Um, and I am so happy. I feel so aligned. Ooh, well, I love yeah. that. And I feel aligned. I'm not searching anymore. So I think like part of what was missing too was the service, you know, like the service aspect. Mm -hmm. And I, I've heard you say that in your podcast too, just, you know, giving or even before, you know, we started like giving others, you know, um, helping them be successful or giving service. And it just kind of, it's all aligned finally. Well, I love that. And I think that's where, you know, life is so interesting and no path can really lead you to where you think it's going to go. But I think all those different things that you did were all mm -hmm. those little like tools in your toolbox that help yeah. you make you know, helps you to be successful in the role that you're in right now. And so Ooh. I think that's where it's like, you would have never have known that until you got that experience over here or over here. And yeah, not that it was all great, but it helped you well, maybe. And I would say trying. to anyone who's searching, like, it's okay. Um, because I used to beat myself up 
for like 20 years. Like you should know what you're doing. Like you should know what you want to do. Like, why, why don't you know? Why aren't you get it together? Like, look how old you are, you know? And I just think um, we're not patient and God has a plan and it's, we don't know it and it could take years, but you know, it, it happens. It'll happen. So. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, even as you reflect on the past, you know, cause I feel like sometimes we're always thinking about the future yes. and always what's next and yes. where am I going? Where sometimes we even forget to reflect how far we've come. And yes. so even during this right now, like as you kind of even sit and think about, as you reflect a little bit, what are maybe some pivotal moments that you're like, I'm so glad I went this path, even though I wasn't really sure that mm-hmm. that really helped me get even more clear to where I am now. You know, I would probably say the radio part, you know, like I never in a million years thought I was going to be on air. Um, and I never thought I was going to sell radio either. Um, and that taught me a lot because I came from hotel sales where it was tangible. So you could, you know, have someone come in and they see what they're getting, you know, mm-hmm. and with radio sales, it was like really from the ground up, I kind of just got thrown out there and you're selling air. I mean, people literally have to like you and want to work with you in order to, you know, and then you have to give them this idea, like, look, you know, if you're on this station, you know, this will happen and this will happen. So it gave me like a very creative outlet, I think. So like, cause you can't just say here, here's the proof, you know? Um, and then being on air, I just never thought that would happen in a million years. And I think that was such great experience for me um, just to help me, like, as far as like presenting now, I mean, I talk all the time. Okay. <laughs> I do I do presentations all the time and um, interviews all the time. So it's real. I mean, it's just kind of interesting. You know, when people say you, where did you come from? And I'll say media and they're like media in your community outreach. And it's like, yeah, the actually, actually the two really connect quite well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. And this is where I, I just always love learning about other people's journeys and the paths and how they've gotten here. And, you know, I think of even too, like, what's maybe something that's always kind of driven your mindset and to keep going where it, sometimes we kind of lose that yeah, you know, umph to keep going. And uh, we do. And, I, you know, over the 20 years, of course, I lost my, you know, um, but I also think too, and I, I say this to my mom a lot, like, it's interesting, like driven, passionate people versus not. Um, I have a hard time with people that aren't as driven and passionate, which is something that I'm working on. Um, And I want to be okay with that. I think as long as you're okay with me being driven and passionate, like I want to, you know, I just want your support. Like, so I've always had a hard time. Like, I can't help it. Like, it's like... (laughs) it's in my genes. Like, and I know it comes from my dad and I know it comes from my grandmother, like hard workers. Um, my dad always instilled in us, you know, you will always be successful as long as you work hard. You success is yours. You just have to work hard. That's all you have to do. So that's always, um, been ingrained, but I can't like, I can't be like not driven. I don't know how, like, I wouldn't be happy, I don't think. So I have to be driven. I have to be passionate, but I need to accept those who um, are not. And it's yeah. just, and that's okay for them. 
but I don't, I think I have such high expectations for myself that I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) Why aren't you driven? Like, you know, there's so much, but I think, um, it's just in my genes. It's something I can't help. And I, I think, um, I don't know, just always having like my parents in the background and, you know, uh, my grandmother and, um, just always, I was uh, reading something on your LinkedIn where you said something about being able to celebrate your successes, which really resonated with me because, you know, I think I came from a household where they celebrated me all the time and want, want to know like the things that I'm doing. And so I just go out in the world thinking everybody does. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's taken as bragging or gosh, you're arrogant. And it's not meaning that way. So for the past, year or two I've actually been reflecting on that because everybody doesn't necessarily want to hear uh, what you're doing and they take it a different way and um I met someone who kind of taught me I was at an event and they kind of taught me you know everybody was like raving about them they're like oh he's amazing he's this he's that and I looked at him I'm like look like everybody loves you and he's like you know it's better when other people say it rather if I and I say it and it just really like I was like okay I got a little nugget here like this is a lesson so let others brag about you let others you know talk highly of you you don't have to you know always say what you're doing but I do want to find that balance because I don't think there's anything wrong with we work hard you know I want to be happy for what I've accomplished I know and that's where I think for me it's been this um tug at the heart sometimes Yeah, where I too, like through this whole journey of even like leaving corporate and just taking this time to be present, my headspace and everything where I'm not always the best at receiving or even to when people would say compliments about me, instead of just saying, thank you, that's really kind of you. I would just mm-hmm. automatically like adjust it, or I would focus in on the one yeah. thing that may, may have been like feedback that was helpful that maybe, you know, I took a little offensively, but I would hone in on that instead of focusing on the compliments. And I think even for myself, I was always hesitant to even talk about my successes or to even showcase what I was working on because I didn't know how it was getting perceived. Does that mean she's big headed? Is it more, you know, all these different things that I thought instead of no, I'm just working on my own confidence. You're like, I should be my biggest cheerleader too. And I don't know how that resonates with you. So I think what's interesting that I've learned along my path is that I went through experiences where I had to dim my light for others. Yep. And um, they wanted to shine uh, brighter than me. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And it really took a hit uh, to my self-esteem. And it really made me reflect and like, you know, there was some mental, like where I just really needed to take a step back. And, uh, you know, I went along with it because I figured out through therapy, um, I'm a people pleaser. And I didn't know that for so long. I had no idea, but of course I was, because I was working these long hours and I was doing all this stuff to please other people. Cause I wanted them to be like, look at that Tracy, she's a hard worker, you know, and not saying no to some things or not saying, yeah, I'm tired or people never expected it from me. But I finally made a huge leap. I took a risk, uh, which was very scary to do because I was, again, I was worried about other people, what they thought. Um, I was worried about, 
gosh, is this all going to fall apart? Instead of like what was doing best, like what was best for me. Um, but I think that what I realize now that I am finally aligned is that you want to be around those who want you to shine and you want them to shine and it's everybody shines and the support. And that's what I truly get at Big Brother, Big Sister of Dane County. I've never been with so many people who want you to shine. They want you to. They, everybody, you know, we support, everybody supports each other. And I would honestly say, like, if you're in a situation, whether it be a work situation or relationship or any type of situation, um, if if they don't want you to shine, it's just not the place for you. Mm. So. Well, I love that. And I think that's the one thing that's unfortunate is why don't we shine more on yeah. everybody and yeah. be okay to shine on ourselves. Right. There's kind of this, I don't know if it's our society or what, but it's like, you don't want to shine the light on yourself because if it's too bright, it's going to be right. taken the wrong way. And right. You know, there is a reason why we met because we are very similar type of people. And I think that's been for me too, of this going through and understanding the reasons of why I did what I've done before, or mm -hmm. just the habits that I've created or the habits that I created because of the environments I was in. Right. And so I'm happy to hear that you found a space and, you know, this is maybe a weird question, but do you feel that almost this space where you can shine bright and the others can shine bright and shine on each other? Is it because you're in a nonprofit? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's a very good question. I don't know. I just feel like my prayers have been answered. <laughs> okay. You know, that I finally have been led to where exactly where I'm meant to be. I don't know. I just was like, wow, you know, when I finally reached this point in my life, I go, oh, is this what it feels like? That's, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it takes great leadership. I think we have a great leader. Sandy is awesome. Um, I love just watching her sometimes, um, you know, because she's so calm. And I think that's one of the great assets of a leader she's very calm. Um, and it just, it really comes from the top. I've been at so many different places where if the top is not healthy, the rest of it is not going to be healthy. And she doesn't, you know, she really supports everybody. She, um, there's no, like, it's not toxic at all. Like it's very healthy. It's, and I believe it comes from the leader and, you know, my manager, uh, Jill, I got to give a shout out to Jill. I think she's amazing. Um, you know, it's just, you do, you feel so much support and uh, they want you to do the best. And I, I feel like I've been places who've had some parts of that, but I just feel overall, you know, um, since I've made this shift and then it attracts other things, right? So now there's other people in the community. I'm just attracting all these positive people who love to see what I'm doing and I love to see what they're doing. And it's okay to like, be out here and, and be great and be amazing. It's okay. You know? And I think that just took me to say, I have to stop caring what others are thinking. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think that was the biggest thing. Which is usually sometimes easier said than done, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's where I, I love too, that you're even just talking about the leadership stuff, because I feel that if you didn't have those different experiences that maybe weren't always the best, yep. you wouldn't have known what is a great leader and it's what true. kind of things that are what every leader should have, you know? That's and I think point. that's 
Now you two are showing up as your best leader to the community and making a difference. So, yeah, that's such a good point. Cause when you're going through it and you're miserable at places and you're like, Oh my gosh, I just, I mean, there were times I was just so unhappy, but you're right. When you finally get to that place, you're like, Oh, this is what it feels like. This is what it's like. And I don't know if I would have known, I, I, I guess you're right. You know? So, and it makes you really grateful. You don't take things for granted and um, it makes you very grateful. Well, and I think to even go back to earlier when you were talking about a people pleaser, you know, I'm very similar to you two and I've been doing this PQ training and you kind of learn about showing up as your true essence and being a people pleaser. There's some really amazing strengths of being a people pleaser too. Mm -hmm. You know, of course we always think of like when you go too far and you sabotage yourself. Right. You know, but there's the great things about be, be, being a people pleaser. You know, we're empathetic, caring. We think about mm-hmm. them more than, you know, we're probably thinking of ourselves sometimes. Right. Um, so I think that's the one thing too, is sometimes we beat ourselves up thinking, oh, you know, I need to stop being that people pleaser, but it's like, but that's you, that's the true essence of why people are drawn to you and they want yeah. to hear you come speak or want to see yeah. you shine your brightest. And so, you know, all the things that you're doing now, even with big brothers and big sisters, you know, what's even the things that others should think about of how they can show up as them best selves to mentor these children? Oh, well, that's, yeah. I mean, I would say we all need mentors. Um, I have a mentor. Um, I wish when I was a kid, I knew about a program like this because I did not know um, and then I got a mentor like two years ago, two, three years ago, and it was the best thing that I ever did. Um, really helped me navigate through life, helped me make some tough decisions. She holds me accountable. I mean, and I see her, you know, maybe a couple times, you know, every two or three months or whatever, or I can call her at any time. Um, but she has been amazing. So I just would highly recommend First of all, if you don't have a mentor, even as an adult, you should get one. Mm-hmm. Um, it really helps. But I think um, just being your best self, like to be a mentor to kids is just spend some time with them. Just spend time. That's it. Like it could be as simple as, you know, getting ice cream or, um, you know, going for a walk. Just spend some quality time with a child so a child knows that you're there, that someone is there in, in case they have questions or they just want someone to look to. It takes a village and it really does. And we have a lot of parents out here that are um, single parent households that need that extra help um, or just parents in general need that extra help. And, you know, the impact that it makes, I mean, a lot of kids have higher educational expectations you know, when they have a mentor, avoid risky behavior like alcohol, drugs, or violence when they have a mentor, um, you know, depressive symptoms. Now, I mean, especially with COVID and social media, the depressive symptoms, we did not have this when we were children. I cannot even imagine. Um, so having somebody there that can truly understand and just to talk to other than a parent, mm-hmm. I think is huge. It's huge. And it's something so simple. Like, I think a lot of times people think, well, gosh, what do I have to do? Do, and this is another um, misconception. People think, well, do I have to spend a lot of money? (laughs) No, No, you don't. You can come up with all different kinds of ideas um, to spend time with a child. I think the first, when you're first matched, like 
we ask that um, the first three months you spend the time outside of your your home with the child uh, for safety reasons, obviously. But then after that, the child can come to your home. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's as simple as cooking something together, video games, drawing, watching a movie, just those things that, you know, make a difference. And, and that's really, that's, that's it. Well, and I love that too, how you just were saying too, like, no matter what age, we all need a mentor. We do. And to even start early on, you know, and to teach even these children, how important a mentor is, is one day they're going to be other people. And how you just said too, there are so many creative ways to do things Mm -hmm. that you don't even have to spend money. You don't. Quality time is more important than anything. I think it is anybody. Yeah. All of us are feeling isolated sometimes, or just having those moments where we just need people and, um, there's very creative ways of how you can get in front of people. And so what kind of things do you have coming up for Big Brothers Big Sisters? Well, we have a gala coming up. So our gala is July 28th. Dawn, I think you should be there. <laughs> it's at Monona Terrace. Okay. Um, so we're pretty excited for that. Um, it's going to be amazing auction items, music. We'll have a DJ, um, but it's our biggest fundraiser. Okay. So I would definitely check that out. We're always looking for auction items. So if there's anybody out there that wants to donate, uh, definitely. We love auction items. And um, then we'll have a back to school event in the fall. So I would say this too, like if you're not ready to be a mentor right now and you don't know anyone um, who would make a great mentor, you can always volunteer for an event. So if that's something that, you know, sometimes people are just interested in doing that. So we've got the gala coming up um, that you can volunteer for, the back to school event that you can volunteer for. Other ways too are like donating experiences. So a lot of times people have season tickets and they don't get a chance to use a lot of those tickets. Donate them to us because we do have like an event hub where um, bigs can go on. And if they're trying to look for an idea to do some events, we have some of those tickets listed. We have free events listed. So um, that kind of helps out too. And you can always make a monetary donation if that's what you want to do. So you can go to our website, bbbsmadison.org. All the information is there. So there's there's different ways to help out if you know you're not able to be a mentor right now. Okay. Well, I love hearing those different options because I feel like some people just always think my time and energy or money, yeah. you know, yeah. where there's, yeah. there's other avenues, people. There so are. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for, for telling those different options. And what if our listeners want to connect more with you and want to personally like get to know you more? Well, I would love that. So they can email me at tanderson at bbbsmadison.org. We're also on social media. So you can find us on Facebook, um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Dane County. Uh, we're on Instagram, BBBS, Dane Co. And then we're on LinkedIn as well. So mm, well, I yeah. love this. And I'm so glad that I officially got to, to meet one-on-one with you. I and know. To really have this time together. Cause I'm like, this is what it's all about is to shine light on others, but also like learn that look how similar we were or we are and I know just, who knew who knew but and I've this- seen you with so many people that I'm connected with in the community I'm like so she knows Laura she knows Amy I'm like who is she I'm like and your events I'm telling you they look amazing like people are having a great time and they're like thanks for the event on I'm like why have I not heard about this event so I want to be at the next event 
Yes. And I would love for you to come. And this is where okay. I'm, I'm so glad that the universe brought us together. And I feel yes. like that's where sometimes too, we forget that, you know, we're connected to all these people and our spider webs, you know, is out there, but sometimes we don't always like realize the ones that we're really not connected to, or yeah. we haven't had a moment to reconnect with. So I love this. And I hope that, you know, others just get to know you more and want to connect with you and get that boost of confidence, but also that opportunity to maybe shine a little brighter on someone else and mentor yes. somebody. So yeah. I appreciate all the work that you're doing for our community because yeah. you're making a big impact. So thank you. Oh, good. I love it. I truly well, do. Thanks for being on the show. And I'm excited mm -hmm. to get to know you more and yeah. kind of build this relationship. But listeners, I hope you found this of value and be sure to subscribe and share this with somebody else that you think could find it really helpful for them. So thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you.